Welcome to the Shani Mac Show. My name is Shani Mac. Happy opening day. Happy opening round of the Masters. It's a pleasure to have you with us. It's been a big week at the People's House in Washington as one of its former residents dropped by to pick up some of his old mail. Barack Obama headed back to the White House for the first time since he left office. The president will join President Biden and Vice President Harris tomorrow at an event to promote the Affordable Care Act. The White House says President Biden will announce new measures to strengthen the ACA, including efforts to reduce health care costs and expand access to care. Yesterday, Obama joined President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris on Pennsylvania Avenue to promote the Affordable Care Act, Obama's signature legislation during his time in office. Democrats are betting the former president can give Biden a boost in the polls as Biden's approval ratings continue to sink. Obama joined the current president in signing an executive order directing federal agencies to find new ways to improve Medicare and Affordable and Affordable Care Act coverage while lowering costs. It was the former president's first time back in the White House in five years. He's back. Instagram influencer Barack Obama dropped by his old place of work this week and immediately fell back into his old routine of relegating Joe Biden to the side of the stage. And when you're used to having that much power, you can't help but once in a while go back to your old job just to relive the glory days. I understand. That's why sometimes I go back to my old job as a supervisor at Starbucks. Huh? Huh? Sequencing? Sequencing? I need all my bar partners to be sequencing now. Milk, shots, syrup. I want to see it. Oh, that's right, ladies. I spent my 20s in green. So Joe Biden, who was Obama's vice president, is now president. Barack Obama, who was Obama's president, is now a former president. At least he was until he walked into that room. You know how no matter what you do when you're a younger sibling, you're always going to be the little brother? That. Vice President Biden. Vice President. (laughs) That was a joke. That was all set up. Mr. President, welcome back to the White House, man. Feels like the good old days. Being here with you brings back so many good memories. We just had lunch together, and we weren't sure who was supposed to sit where. Uh, Now, I'm going to sign an executive order, and Barack, let me remind you, it's a hot mic. Uh, It is good to be back in the White House. Um, It's been a while. I confess, uh, I heard some changes had been made (laughs) by the current president since I was last here. Um, Apparently, Secret Service agents have to wear aviator glasses now. (laughs) The Navy mess uh, has been replaced by Baskin Robbins. (laughs) And there's there's a cat running around. Which, uh, I I guarantee you, Bo and Sonny would have been very unhappy about. Oh, God. It really is hard to watch. Now, it cannot be lost on Joe Biden. And when his staff speaks off the record, believe me, they make it clear it is not. That he will always be in Barack Obama's shadow to some extent. It's like on The Office when Ryan got the big corporate job and then came back down to Scranton to check on his favorite branch. He had a new haircut and a full beard, but everybody immediately just started giving him noogies and calling him Fire Guy, because Ryan started the fire. 
President Biden's like, no, Barack, I'm not a temp here anymore. I actually run this place now. And Obama's like, no, sweetie, it's me. Go get me some coffee. So why exactly did the White House do this? Well, frankly, they need a boost. President Biden's approval ratings are continuing to sink. And President Obama is still very popular within the Democratic Party. So you put them together, you do a little light banter, a little bada-bing, bada-boom, you sign a thing, and everyone's good, right? Well, not exactly. Because when you ask both guys to stand next to each other, let alone when you have them speak back-to-back, the contrast is stark. Current Vice President Kamala Harris spoke first. She introduced President Obama, who immediately went full Obama all over everyone. The reason we're here today is because President Biden, Vice President Harris, everybody who's worked on this thing understood from the start that the ACA wasn't perfect. To get the bill passed, we had to make compromises. We didn't get everything we wanted. That wasn't a reason not to do it. If you can get millions of people health coverage and better protection, it is, to quote a famous American, a pretty big deal. We helped save the global economy, made record investments in clean energy, we put guardrails on our financial system, we helped turn the auto industry around, repeal, don't ask, don't tell, but nothing made me prouder than providing better health care and more protections to millions of people across this country. Oh boy, the substance of this is a mixed bag, which we will get to. But my God, can that guy speak? So Barack went full Obama for a few minutes. He then introduced Joe, who promptly, in short order, went full Biden. Who's going to pay for it? Who's going to take care of my family? You know, in America... Healthcare, as we all three said, will have now said, healthcare should be a right, not a privilege. Help of members of Congress, especially Nancy, and the advocates for families are here today. Twelve years ago, last month, twelve years ago, <clears throat> we made a good effort <clears throat> toward that proposition, and it should be a right. When uh, and Barack, when you signed the Affordable Care Act law, it became the most consequential piece of health insurance most consequential piece of legislation, in my view, since the creation of Medicare and Medicaid in 1965. It made a difference in people's lives every day. You just talked about where we were before the Affordable Care Act and what happened in the past 12 years to make a life a lot better for people. Well, I'd like to talk about where we go from here. <coughs> hey, man, thanks a lot. For <coughs> hey, man, I really like the... We're here to... <coughs> Oh, oh, it never gets any easier to watch, let me tell you. I watch it every day. So while the Beltway media breathlessly hyped this event, and we've established the palace dynamics at work here, what are we actually here to do? In a moment, I'm going to sign an executive order building on one of those that I signed last year. It directs federal agencies to continue doing everything in their power, everything in their power to expand quality and affordable health care coverage, making it easier for people to enroll in and keep their coverage, helping people better understand their coverage options and to pick, to be able to pick the best option for that family, taking steps to strengthen benefits, lower costs and expand eligibility, protecting Americans 
from low quality coverage that can lead to a mountain of medical debt. And folks, and separately, it's time to fix what we refer to as the family glitch. Now, the family glitch, all everybody in this room probably knows what it is. <laughs> but it's a common issue facing 5 million Americans who can't get financial help to get coverage under the Affordable Care Act. And here's the problem. Under the current rules, a working mom is told, as long as she can afford employer-based coverage for herself, she can't qualify for premium subsidies to afford coverage for her family. Cover her, but not her family. We're working to change that. Okay, fair enough. So federal agencies can now work to expand Medicare and Medicaid coverage, and the Treasury Department is actually separately rolling out a proposal to end what's called the family glitch in the Obamacare law, which is, you know, fine. But this executive order is intentionally vague, and the Treasury Department rule wouldn't even take effect until January. So if you're into that sort of thing, it was a big deal, I guess. But a much bigger deal is coming this fall, and no one seems to have a plan for it. Democrats have, uh, they do have a big problem in terms of the Affordable Care Act. They also drop the ball on these Affordable Care Act subsidies, mm. which benefit some 14 million people. And guess what? They're going to get, 14 million Americans, thereabouts, are going to get a letter in October informing them that their health insurance premiums are about to skyrocket. Wow. All because Democrats could not get it together to make these subsidies permanent. Oh, yeah. As part of the American Rescue Plan last year, Obamacare subsidies were expanded for a whole bunch of people. But because Washington has recently rediscovered its deficit hawkishness, those subsidies were sunsetted and they will expire this October, as in less than a month before the midterm elections, in which the Democrats are already projected to get absolutely pounded. So while I really want to shit on the theater of this whole event, I'm actually really glad it happened, because it is a perfect microcosm of democratic politics over the last 30 years. A charismatic, generational talent, teamed up with an old, uninspired, career Washington insider. They got together and made a huge show of doing something that is slightly helpful, but that should be obvious to everyone all while managing to avoid major systemic problems and setting all of that up to blow up in their face literally just in time for an election <laughs> in which, again, they're probably going to get throttled already. I was joking earlier, but it actually does kind of remind me of my old job. I had a fancy title. We used fancy words. I had a snazzy-as-hell uniform only to sell an overpriced, average product in an attractive, cleverly designed package. That's our show. Thank you so much for being with us. We're back tomorrow with an all-new episode, and we hope you'll join us then on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Be sure you hit the bell so you'll get notified as soon as our show drops, and you'll never miss any of our videos. You can also follow and download the show on all the major podcast apps. Please don't forget to rate and review us, and if you like what we're doing here, just tell your family and friends about us. 
you can tell your grandparents it's like a really short Johnny Carson, just without Ed in the band and Johnny. Or tell your kids it's like a really long TikTok. 